Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Wednesday Night Fuel. Excited to be with you yet again on this Wednesday in this time where we can dig into the word of the Lord together. Go ahead and share this video. Let everyone know that Wednesday Night Fuel is beginning. We are going to dig into the word of the Lord. Um, and I also want to thank everybody who has wished uh, my wife and I, our church family, uh, congratulations on 18 years. It has been a wonderful and phenomenal journey. Thank you for those who were able to celebrate with us uh, for the calls, the texts, the messages. Thank you so much from my wife and I and our entire church family. Thank you. I also want to personally thank uh, Pastor Cambizi who was here with us on this last Sunday. He ministered a wonderful word. If you did not have an opportunity to hear that, please go ahead and do so. He just dropped nugget after nugget into our lives. So I am thankful and I'm grateful for the word that Pastor Cambizi shared. Let's pray and let's dig into the word of the Lord together. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for life, health, and strength. Now, God, allow the word to come forth unchecked by any foreign force. And then give us the strength to not only hear it, but to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go ahead, turn to Acts chapter 19. We've been in a series on uh, a decision, making a decision to really build. We're talking about being consecrated builders this year. This is the year of the builder. This is the year where we live consecrated, not just be consecrated. And so uh, from the beginning of the year up until uh, just last week, right before this, this, our anniversary Sunday, I've been in a series called Decide. And I'm going to create a transition today from the series where we have been to what I want to be talking about moving forward, because we're going to really start transitioning from the decision to build to the authority to build. I really wanted to start talking about resources, but and I'm going to get to talking about the resources to build. But before I even talk about the resources to build, I want to talk about the authority to build. So the decision to build was first, and I'm going to transition from decision to the authority to build, and then we'll move forward. In Acts chapter 19, where I have been, let me go ahead and read this passage, and I'm going to be setting some groundwork for the series that I'm going to begin Sunday. I challenge everybody, go ahead, get you a fresh a sheet of notebook paper, or turn to a fresh page in your notebook. Let's dig in. In Acts 19 verse 11, God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that handkerchiefs or aprons were even carried from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out. But also some of the Jewish exorcists who went from place to place attempted to name over those who had the evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying, I adjure you by Jesus who Paul preaches. And then seven sons of one Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. Verse 15, the evil spirit answered and said to them, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked 
and wounded. So that that's really where we have been talking about uh, the decision. And we've been talking about heart first and then actions. And this this whole premise of there's a, a, a decision that needs to be to be done in the heart. And then we have to have the right actions. We know the sons of Sceva were trying to operate without having the proper heart. But let's take it further. The sons of Sceva were trying to achieve, listen, results without a true understanding of what the results require. They were trying to achieve results without a true understanding of what the results require. They were trying to excavate, to use the building example, they were trying to excavate without being recognizable authorities of excavation. And this is true of many of us. We're trying to do something without understanding what the doing requires. We're trying to operate in things, in realms that we have not received the authority to operate in. And please understand, when it comes to the sons of Sceva here, the devil that they were trying to cast out heard them clearly, but the devil understood that they did not have the proper authority to receive what they were asking for. Please understand, many of the hindrances in our lives as we're speaking to them. It is not that they don't hear us. It is just that those hindrances are only removed when we have the proper authority. So when it comes to us, when it comes to us, those of you listening to me right now, we have things that we want to build. I know you do. Relationships you want to build. You have, you know, uh, jobs you want to build, health you want to build, finances you want to build. Whatever that is, you have things you want to build. We have changes we want to make. We have things that we may want to be free from. All of these things require a decision. That's what we've been dealing with. They all require a decision. But after the decision is made, there must be an evaluation of the building site. So during these last weeks, we've decided I want to build. All right. I want to build. I'm, I'm going to build my health. I'm going to build my family. I'm going to build my relationship with the Lord. I'm going to build. I'm going to build on my call. But once the decision to build is made, there must also be an evaluation of the building site. Now, the evaluation will uncover four things. Not This is not exhaustive, but these four things will be uncovered as you evaluate your building site. Let me slow down just a little bit because... Your building site is wherever you want to see changes. So when you begin to ask God, God, show me how to build a better relationship with my children. Please understand that 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 relationship with your children is the building site. That relationship with your spouse is the building site. Lord, please help me to understand how to be uh, better with my resources, my funds, uh, my, my increase. That, that's your building site. And when you decide that you want to build, now you have to evaluate the building site. It uncovers these four things. Number one, it uncovers the state of the building site. Think it not strange. For those of you who have been following us during this series, think it not strange that as you've been asking God, telling God you want to build, think it not strange that you have began to see more trouble 
than you saw before. Mm -hmm. You're starting to see that's bad and that's bad. It seems like, yes, God, that it's getting worse. I'm speaking to someone right now who was just about ready to give up because you felt like when you made the decision to build that things got worse. But here's what was really going on. After you decide to build, this evaluation that takes place after building uncovers the state of the building site. What does that mean? The state of the building site is what does the building site have and what does the building site need? So anything that you want to build, the first thing that's going to be uncovered is its state. What does this relationship have? What does this relationship need? What does my finances have? What do my finances need? What does my body have? What does my body need? Number two, the next thing that is uncovered is the boundary of the building site, the boundary of the building site. What do you mean by boundaries? When you're going in and you want to build mm -hmm, and you have a site picked out, you've decided I'm going to build there. Let's, I keep bringing it back to the practical. I'm going to build my marriage. I'm going to build my health. All right. There's your building site, your health. There's your building site, your marriage. But please understand when you start evaluating, it uncovers the boundary. What is the boundary? Where you can build and where you can't. In other words, where is your property line? See, so many of us make a decision to build, but we're trying to build outside the property line. How do I determine the property line? The property line is on record with the authorities. Yes, Lord. In order to determine a property line, you have to understand you don't get to determine what property is yours and what is not. The the, the original people who have set out the property lines get to determine that. Now you can lengthen your, you know, strengthen your stakes and lengthen your cords, but you have to understand so many people, so many people, let me get, let me get even more practical just so that people don't miss it. If you decide you want to build, you have to understand that building, I'll put it like this, too many of us have all of these exquisite words and all of this exquisite advice and all of this for other people. That's not your property line. If God hasn't assigned you to it, then your mouth shouldn't be on it. If, if everything's not your assignment and some of us are getting frustrated because you have extended your voice outside of your property line. I'm teaching. You have extended what God called you to be outside of your property line. So now you all up in arms. You're all frustrated, not because, not because you're not called to a thing, but because you tried to extend the anointing on your life outside of the boundary of where God called you to be. Yes, Lord. So the state of the building site, the boundary of the building site, here's number three. That helps somebody. Here's number three. The items which need to be removed from the building site. Let me go back to, to number two, the property line, the property line. Please let me help you understand. I understand that for some of you, God has brought maybe your relationship a mighty long way. Maybe God brought your health a mighty long way. Maybe God brought your finances a mighty long way. I need to dig right here. God won't let me move. But please understand, just because God taught you how to be a good steward, that does not mean that it's time for you to go out, form an LLC, and start helping people on how to be a good steward. Just 
because God delivered you from a bad marriage and has now had your marriage situated and stabilized, that does not mean that God is calling you to a marriage ministry. No, it does not. Because watch this, what is required once you get outside of, once that property line increases, to whom much is given, much is required. So please be careful in this season. Everything is not your call. Everything is not your responsibility. And I understand we have glorified hustle. We have glorified grind. We have glorified side money. But please hear me when I say this. Just because you gave your coworker a word, that does not make you a prophet or a preacher. Just because somebody said that you were good and you helped them through a hard time, that does not mean that it's time for you to open up your own counseling service. You need to understand what your boundary lines are. Number three. The items which need to be removed from the building site. It uncovers the items which need to be removed from the building site. Please understand, if you don't understand this, if you don't understand specifically the boundary line, you end up hurting people who you weren't anointed to help. All right. So when I'm talking about this, and I hope somebody wrote that down. When I'm talking about removing things from the, from the building site, you have to determine what do I see which cannot remain. Now, the brevity of that task, what do I see which cannot remain? The brevity of that task does not invalidate the building site. Just because there's a lot of debris on the building site, that does not mean that you give up on building. Just because there's a lot of things that need to be removed, that does not mean that you give up on building. I am literally right down the street where they are building a brand new library. And I remember as a little boy when there was an entire factory on that same land. And so in order for the new thing to be built, everything that was there had to be removed. It was a gargantuan task. And watch this. Not only was it a gargantuan task, the thing that is being built is a much smaller footprint than the thing that was removed. I'm helping somebody. Please understand that you sitting there and there are some things in your life and the, it seems like there's too much drama involved in fixing it. It seems like there is too much that needs to be removed. Come on now. Somebody is saying to me right now, I shouldn't have to go through all of this. It shouldn't take all of this work, especially when it seems like what you're trying to accomplish is a simple thing. All I wanted to do is have a conversation. All I want to do is be able to pay my bills on time. All I want to do is be able to be healthy. Why do I have to go through all of this to get to this thing. It's the same reason that they had to remove an entire factory to build just a single library. Sometimes the things that we need to remove are, are, are bigger than the things that are going to go back on the land. But please understand this. The new thing that they are building has a, has a new level, a heightened level of availability to this community. The new thing that they are building is going to be of a greater benefit than the old thing that was dilapidated that was there. Yes, the thing that was removed was bigger, but the thing that was removed was also cancerous to this community. The thing that was removed was also cancerous to that land. The thing that was removed was actually seeping things into the soil. So sometimes what you will have to remove will seem huge and the very small thing that you're trying to do will seem like it is not worth the trouble. But hear me when I say this, God is about to give you the strength to remove things that you said you could not remove. And then when you build, you're going to have so much room left over for expansion. 
Yes, Lord. Expansion, I speak. I speak expansion into your life. So when you decide that you want to build, the evaluation comes. The evaluation uncovers the state of the building site. The evaluation uncovers the boundary of the building site. The evaluation uncovers the items which need to be removed. And I said this, it doesn't, the brevity of the task does not invalidate the building site. Here's what the brevity of the task does. This is still in number three. When you see that the thing you need to remove is big, I'm going somewhere. When you see that the thing you need to remove is big, what it does is it shows you the resources necessary, the manpower necessary, the skill set necessary, and the tool set necessary. I'll do it again. When God shows you what needs to be removed, don't get weary. Don't get weary because when God shows you what needs to be removed, what it does is it impacts the resources necessary, the manpower necessary, the skill set necessary, and the tool set necessary. Last one. It uncovers the resources required to build. Now, this is separate from number three. What do you mean? What is the total cost, not only to build, but also to maintain the building? What is the total cost? Many of us, you want a thing, you desire a thing, but, but you haven't got quiet enough where God is saying, what I have for you is going to cost this much to build and this much to maintain. And now you are frustrated over the maintenance just because you had enough, you scrounged up enough to purchase it. But now you're mad over the maintenance, not knowing that God can provide both the purchase and the maintenance so that you can flow freely. Now, to be clear, to be clear, we can't do any of this. None of what I've said, the decision, uh, you have to make a decision to build, but you can't really get this evaluation. You can't walk in this evaluation without authority, authority. You cannot walk in this evaluation without authority. Explain. If I'm going to build on a particular piece of land, I hope I'm helping somebody. If I'm going to build on a particular piece of land, even if I'm just in the evaluation phase and the purchase has not been made, I cannot walk through the land and evaluate the land and I certainly can't remove anything from the land without the appropriate authority. I can't even take a soil sample without the appropriate authority. Ooh, that's good. If I try to do this without the appropriate authority, my actions are illegal. So many of us, we're trying to walk through and make evaluations, but we are not operating in the appropriate authority without Appropriate authority, even correct action is illegal. Write that down. Without appropriate authority, even correct action is illegal. We saw it right here in the Sons of Sceva. We understood that there was a legitimate devil and they legitimately called for deliverance, but they did not have the correct authority. They did not have the authority and therefore they were handled like adversaries, just because you see something that needs to be built, or even if you see something that you desire to build, the seeing does not give you authority. Seeing it, that's wrong, and this is wrong, and you ain't right here, and you ain't. I understand that you can see it, but seeing 
is not authority. Seeing can trigger the request for authority. Seeing can trigger the desire for authority. But seeing in and of itself is not the authority. I can see a crime and seeing it does not give me the immediate authority to become a police officer for that crime. Seeing the crime may trigger me to start studying to be a police officer. It can trigger me to go and, and sign up to be a police officer, but seeing the crime does not make me a police officer on the spot. Seeing that you want to get healthy does not make you a dietitian. Seeing that you want to get healthy does not make you a personal trainer. Seeing that you want your relationship good with your children does not make you a child psychologist. Seeing that you want a good relationship with your husband does not automatically, automatically make you a family counselor. Please understand that Seeing can trigger authority. It can trigger the steps that it takes to receive authority, but seeing in and of itself does not give you the authority. When, watch this, we often are aware, we're often aware that there's a problem. There's a problem here. And we can even be aware of what the problem is. But then when we're aware that there's a problem, seeing, we don't take the time to acquire and then walk in the authority necessary to fix it. You can see it. You can see it. You could go outside right now and under your car, there could be a puddle of fluid. You see it. That does not make you authorized to fix it because authority is not only a power, but it's also a skill set. It's a skill set and it's a tool set. The problem itself is not the authority, but the problem determines the authority needed. Write that down. The problem itself is not the authority, seeing the problem, but the problem determines the authority needed. So let me, let me define authority right here because I'm laying groundwork because we're going to be working with authority for a while. What is authority? Authority is the power or right to give orders make decisions, and enforce obedience. I'll do it again. The power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. The reason that the sons of Sceva in our text were whooped is because they did not have the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. They did not have it. So even though they went through a right action, that right action was backed up by no authority. Authority is given, number one. Number two, to walk in authority requires submission to authority. We don't like that one. All right, so number one, authority is given. We see Jesus authorizing his disciples. We're gonna walk through all of this over the coming weeks. Number two, to walk in authority requires submission to authority. We don't like this because with submission and accountability, we see that we're giving up a level of freedom and control. But if I want to walk in authority, it requires submission to authority. And number three, authority comes in levels. Authority comes in levels. What does the scripture say? When I was a child, 
I spake as a child. I understood as a child. This is the Bible, right? But he says, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So watch this. When I was a child, my actions matched the level of maturity and authority that I had. I understood. I spake. I comprehended all through the maturity that I had. But when I became a man, I had to go to a different level of maturity because there is a, 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 a marriage between maturity and authority. The sons of Sceva, watch this, had previous success. They had already, as the Bible tells us, they went to and fro. They had delivered some people, delivered some people. Uh, but in our passage, they attempted to operate outside of their authority and they paid a price. In other words, listen, just because you did it at that level doesn't mean you can do it at this level. Just because you did it at that level doesn't mean you can do it at this level. Yes, Lord. Just because you can babysit, that doesn't automatically mean that you're ready for a child. Just because that you were able to do good with an allowance, that doesn't mean that you're ready to go into investments. Yes, Lord. Just because you had a great relationship with a boyfriend doesn't mean you're ready for a husband. Preach. Please understand, just because you were able to run around the block, that doesn't make you ready to run a marathon. You have to to understand where am I? Am I ready to go to the next level? And understanding whether or not I'm ready to go to the next level is have I had any new levels of authority training regiment given to me? Have I had any new levels of authority that I'm submitted to? Am I submitted to authority at the level I want to go? And do I understand that the authority for that is not the authority for this? And the sons of Sceva in their mind, they were like, just because I was able to do that I should be able to do this and because I saw you do that Mm, I should also be able to do that watch this walking in authority is not the emulation of authority Walking in authority is not the emulation of authority. Just because you saw them do it doesn't mean you can do it because you don't understand the, the, the structure of the authority yet. The scaffolding, yes, Lord. You're not standing on the, on the same substratum that that other person is standing on. This is why the devil said, I know Jesus and I know Paul. I know who they are. You know, their works has come before me even in in the demonic realm, but I don't know you. The sons of Sceva's previous success did not translate into future success because they were operating outside of their authority. If you want to build this year, you're going to have to submit to authority on the level that you're trying to go to. Yes, Lord. You're going to have to submit to new levels of training. Submit to new levels of development. Submit to new regiments. You have to submit to that. This year as builders, we must not only make the decision to build, but we also must acquire and walk in the authority that the born again, Holy Ghost field, consecrated builders are entitled to. Let me make this really clear. We as born again believers are entitled to authority. Galatians says, if ye be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The Bible also says in Corinthians, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. The new creation gives you the right to walk in authority. But to walk in the new creation, listen, we, we're not even 
and teaching this new creation. We're telling people. We're still connecting them to old things and old systems and old ways. So as as consecrated builders, not only do I need you to make the decision to build, but I also need you to acquire and walk in authority. Your duty to build, your duty to build, because you can sit there and say, all right, God, I hear what you've called me to do. I know I got to be a better husband. I know I got to be a better steward over my body. I know I got to be a better wife. I know I got to be a better parent. That's duty. But your duty to build is not authority. Just because you know it's right, that doesn't mean that you automatically have authority. Your desire to build is not even authority. Just because you say, I want it, doesn't mean you're authorized. Your decision to build is also not authority. The authority needed, I'm saying this for the second time, the authority needed is directly tied to what you're called to build. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. The authority, because you also have to, have to, to connect authority Skill set and tool set. So the authority needed is directly tied to what you are called to build. Let me give you this clear example and I'm done because I'm just laying groundwork because we're about to dig through authority over the next several weeks. Let me give you a clear example. As a young child, as a young child, if I was out and I, I, I got a paper cut, I had the authority to handle the paper cut. I didn't have to ask anybody. I could go and I could get the alcohol or the peroxide and I could clean the paper cut and I could reach in the box and I could get the Band-Aid and I could put the Band-Aid on my own finger and I could go back to doing whatever I was doing. As a young child, I had the authority to handle the paper cut. Where did that authority come from? That authority came from the reality that the first time I got a paper cut, I submitted the paper cut to an authority, my parents, and they showed me how to clean out the cut. They showed me how to put the Band-Aid on. They showed me where the where all of the implements of fixing that problem were. So I knew where the Band-Aids were. I knew where the peroxide or the alcohol was. I knew where the cotton balls were. I knew how to rinse it. I knew everything. I knew what to do because I had been trained on how to handle that particular issue. So I had the authority. Let's go back to our definition. Definition, just so that we are all clear. The power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. So that cut was not going to win over me. That injury was not going to overtake me because I had submitted myself to training and I knew how to handle that. So as a young child, if I got a paper cut, I could deal with it. But if the cut was any more severe, if the cut was any more severe, like, for instance, I was riding my bike down the hill and I got into an accident and I cut my leg all the way down to the bone. That's a more severe cut. So I couldn't use the authority, the ability to make decisions. I could not use that authority that worked on the paper cut on the cut in my leg. Uh -huh. I knew that because I had seen healing at the paper cut level, that healing was also possible at the larger level. But watch this, in order for that healing to take place because I had not been trained at that level, I had enough good sense to submit that cut to the authority that taught me how to handle the small. 
conquered. Yes, Lord. I went back to the same parent that taught me how to handle the paper cut and I submitted to them a larger cut that I had not experienced before. Explain, explain. I had received authority, but when the larger cut came, my, I had to understand where my authority ended and submit both the cut and my entire life to a new higher level authority and training and development so that the next time a bigger issue would come, I would be trained on how to deal with that. This is, yeah, this is where many of us miss it. This is where we must assess. Many of you, many of you, just because you're good at this doesn't mean you're good at that. Now, principles apply. Things apply. But just because you are ready and stop all of this, I don't want to tell nobody that's pride and ego. You got to submit just because just because you're able to be authorized on one level doesn't mean you're authorized on another level. It just doesn't mean that. You must assess at this point. This is what I want you to do in between now and Sunday. Many of you know what you want to build this year. You even know what God is calling you to build this year. I know I gave you a lot in a little time, but you also know. What you do not yet have the authority to walk in. You got to be honest about that. Submit the problem and your life so you can be trained on a higher level. So you can be trained on a higher level, developed on a higher level. The Lord wants to give you authority over all sickness and disease. He wants to give you authority over all the works of darkness. He doesn't want to limit that authority. But many of us have limited authority because we only have limited submission. Yeah. Many of us have limited authority because we've only given God limited time. Many of us only have limited authority because we've only given God limited access. Yeah. Many of us have limited authority because the very things that God wants to give us authority over, we don't want to yield to God. We don't want to yield the cut or our mind to be developed on higher levels. So, so we're going to learn. We're going to learn how to walk in spiritual authority over the next several weeks. That's where we're going to be because we got the decision to build and now we got to get the authority to build. That's where we are. May God bless you. <laughs> hope this, hope this got you started. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace.